0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Shall we begin? No woman no cry in my culture dead. Not the end. No woman okay. Stepping off point. No woman.
1: The Black Panther has never failed to protect Wakanda. Show them
2: who we are. Can you hear me? Oh, yes!
0: BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And today, we're very excited to be reviewing, with a a week's delay because of one thing and another, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever.
1: You know, I don't know if there were... There's, there's been another movie in recent times that came out with this much expectation, right? Because um, Black Panther already is widely considered to be one of the best Marvel movies ever. Um, and then on top of it, the very tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman in the inter- interim. Um, there are things about this movie that aren't perfect, but I have to say, I came away with it completely in love with the film um i enjoyed being a part of the story that he was trying to tell even though it actually wasn't the easiest to be um, be in either because it's 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 not a spoiler to say it starts with the death and that kind of suffuses the rest of the story in a very deep way which i also really loved i really enjoyed this film
2: same um This was such a beautiful movie, I thought. Um, And I don't think that we've had a movie like this before that has sort of like blurred the lines between uh, reality and fiction so much. Like you're not sure, right? Um, Of course, like you mentioned, the the passing of Chadwick Boseman. So there's like a huge void in the movie. All these characters and, and even the people, like the real life people and actors are trying to deal with that loss. So at times you really don't know if you're watching a performance or you're seeing like real emotions. If you're seeing like the actor's shed real tears or is it for the scene? Um, and I think in in that sense, everyone, like us included, like the audience included, would have loved it if Wakanda Forever didn't have to exist under these circumstances. But I think in terms of dealing with those circumstances and they didn't have a choice, this movie is such a personal, heartfelt, like a really lovely celebration of, of Chadwick Boseman's legacy and and the impact of like in fiction the black panther has on on pop culture overall i
0: think it's nearly impossible for us to review this in an unbiased way because of all the things that you just described right because on the one hand you it feels like you're watching people grieve in real time i mean these were people mm-hmm. who who were friends who worked together and you you know that there is that history and that weight of having to carry on uh with black panther with audience expectations and also, let's face it, um, a lot of money having been pumped into it. So like you said, the circumstances are are not what we would have wanted it to be. But then also as an audience um, member, kind of having to process all this as well makes it very difficult, I think, to watch the film and assess it on its own merits purely because the the shadow of Chadwick Boseman's performance, death and the weight of having to carry that on kind of suffuses the whole thing to such a degree that even as you watch it, I don't know, I found myself very teary. I cried a lot. A lot. Yeah. For, for most of this film, I was, you know, just kind of constantly feeling the the weight of that loss. Um, I also really liked it. I think that uh, Wakanda Forever is attempting to do some very, or rather attempting to introduce some very complicated ideas Um About grieving, about vengeance, about uh, what it means to own the place you live in, about what it means to be a leader of people who have never been conquered. Um, All those ideas are part of Wakanda Forever. Those are my favourite things, along with the performances. Uh, Where I personally found it lacking was when it had to capitulate to the pressures of the superhero form and genre. That I liked a lot less.
1: I feel like we've been saying this a lot with a number of Marvel things lately, right? I remember it came up when we reviewed Miss Marvel. Um, there was one other film as well that we said this. And definitely with Wakanda Forever, I feel like the parts that let down a larger, more adult, serious and perhaps important story about how... um how people deal with grief, um, what it means to lose someone important, um, and even this collective sense of catharsis that it manages to create for the audience as well as the people in the film, it's let down sometimes by the larger universe's need uh, to stick to a Marvel format, uh, to need to introduce threads that connect to other Marvel movies. I'm not saying it worked too badly. Um, I think still Wakanda Forever manages to keep um, a very respectful uh, fence around most of it. But the parts that are the weakest in this movie are actually those parts lah, when it needs to sort of bow to the larger MCU ness of it all.
2: And there's definitely like two movies here, right? Like there are two movies competing with each other. Like one is the catharsis that you were talking about, which is perfect. I don't think there's anything to say about how they dealt with the whole situation. But then, of course, like Movies in the m c u are not allowed to just contemplate like their own existence. They have to like move forward, move forward, move forward, introduce a bunch of things, foreshadow stuff, Easter eggs um, all those things and I think like, uh, the MCU has been doing this recently, right? the, the Trauma Olympics. Like Let's see how much pain we can inflict on our characters and superheroes like on Spider-Man and Thor. And most times they'll do something, they'll inflict so much damage, but they won't let the characters have the, the integrity to go through that pain properly. Like they'll, they'll, they'll follow it up with a dumb joke. For better or worse, and I I guess for worse, this movie doesn't have a choice. Like The characters have to grieve and they have to go through the motions. And when they do, you can see that with proper writing and proper time, it's so powerful, like all these side characters like, like uh, Queen Ramonda and you have Shuri and Okoye um, and Nakia, they have to become main characters all of a sudden. And everyone gets an arc. Everyone gets so much time. Everyone gets to uh, deal with all these feelings. And then you you see that like the MCU and, and Marvel Studios is capable of putting out very, very strong characters. It's just that in most other movies, they don't want to. It's it's a choice.
0: The characters that you mentioned, what I really loved about the way those stories were told is that they were very distinct. Each character had very much her own arc, her own way of processing what was happening, and even mm. very different desires out of, you know, what it was that they wanted to achieve. Because the story itself is fairly, is fairly linear. But I think the weird thing about Wakanda Forever, um, we're not going to spoil it, so we're not going to go too heavily into what the plot is. But, it's kind of weird, right? Because the plot A is actually, uh, feels like a plot B. I don't really care about what happens with plot A, with the thing that actually drives the action. It's the plot B, what what Okoye is going through, uh, whether or not she has the same status as she once did, what it means to love one's country, what Ramonda is going through, what Nakia is doing. All of that stuff was way more interesting than the central thing, which was your classic, um I, I suppose... Actually, it's not really a classic. Anything is it? It's a. It's simultaneous. It's a few different missions. It's kind a of mashed. clashing
1: of worlds. Yeah, I think like loosely explained without spoiling too much. Um, I agree. I, I think it's interesting um, how this is probably the most character-driven Marvel film we've ever seen. And Wakanda Forever, the same way Black Panther pushed the needle for uh, heroes of color. Um, you know, particularly in that case, um, African heroes. Wakanda forever pushes the needle for representation of women in a very particular way because it's not that they need to be superheroes. It's not that they need to have superpowers. It's just write good characters who do things um, that move the plot along in a significant way. and and this movie really does it. and it's interesting that that's what Ryan Coogler choose choos, chooses to do, right? because with the loss of the central male character, he decides to elevate the female characters around him. and I, and I thought that was a very interesting choice. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really do wish that this also pushes the needle in terms of Marvel trying to tell stories that are not so beholden to the larger Marvelness.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting, right? Because I've been I've been seeing so many reviews online uh, complaining about the movie, saying that uh, one, it's boring, and two, why call it Black Panther when Black Panther is hardly there? And to be fair, we see very very little of the Black Panther. They
0: talk um, about Black Panther a lot, though, right? Like they as talk the protector. A yeah,
2: yeah. Um, like everyone's entitled to their own opinion but i think if if that is your take then you are missing the point of the movie completely because there's so much stuff it's so heavy with stuff about um legacy and representation uh, morality following someone else's morality following uh, in someone else's shadow um and i think for the first time since civil war we are seeing like good characters question their need to protect others oh um, yes and, that's true and, right and that's a huge thing and and their role and the role they play in this world so i think there's a lot that the movie is saying. I, I I don't think going into it, expecting a Black Panther movie is doing yourself any favours. It's it's better to go in. I don't know how else to put this without sounding offensive, love, but go in with an open mind, I guess.
0: I want to talk a little bit about the criticisms um, of, which is something that is increasingly ramping up with every new Marvel or even Disney thing, right? This idea that um, woke culture is just making things worse, um, or that we are needlessly inserting um, female characters, for instance, into spaces that they don't need to be. And I don't agree broadly with the characters that you named, Arvin. In other words, um, the people that we know, uh, the people for whom we've had time to like watch these relationships grow, why the way they interact with each other makes sense. I think, and this is something that I've, I've had a recurring problem with, um, I think that when the movie feels the pressure to do what was the equivalent of the uh, Endgame Lady Avengers, unite <laughs> for the poster, kind of, you know, the thing that they do. Um, and they do it in the introduction of a new character, where we get we keep getting hit over the head, so smart, so brilliant, a genius, you know. And I'm just like, I, I don't know that that approach to introducing female characters... It almost feels like it underplays the other storylines that are happening and that are more deserving of attention. And it gives, it gives the needless criticism something to hook onto because it's, it's true. I found uh, the introduction of one particular character kind of needless. I think you could carve out her entire arc and it wouldn't have made a single ounce of difference.
1: I agree. Um, I thought that was lazy and that's exactly what I was referring to when I said clearly she was there because there's a larger MCU purpose for her Mm. to be there, right? And so they're using a very large vehicle like this one to sort of spur her into her next um, plot line. Which is cynical. Which is cynical. Mm. And it it again undercuts what is otherwise a very, very sincere and, and heartfelt move. Movie.
2: Which is why I would love to see like the the version of this movie that was untouched by Marvel Studios, and I know that that's asking for too much, love Because it is a Marvel Studios movie, and they are giving them the platform, right? But it wouldn't be so interesting to see a movie that just exists in a silo and just goes through its own motions and is dealing with its own things without having to do all, all those introductions that you guys spoke about.
0: We're talking today about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which was uh, directed and co-written by Ryan Coogler, um, co-written alongside Joe Robert Cole, uh, starring, of course, Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Angela Bassett, Danai Gurira. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. Have you watched Wakanda Forever yet? Did you like it? WhatsApp us, 18 789 Tweet us at the FM radio.
1: be firmly motivated bfm
2: 89.9 we know what you whisper they have lost their protector now is our time to strike
1: you saw an underwater empire this is destruction like. yes are you an ally or an enemy
0: BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin, and together we're talking about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, uh, the sequel, of course, to Black Panther following the really tragic passing of, um, the guy who played the titular role in the first film, Chadwick Boseman. And so the film picks up, as we said, um, after his passing and the passing of his character, they chose not to recast him, and therefore had to find a number of its own parts. we've already mentioned that it explores a few of the side characters and centralises their stories in a way that's interesting. None of that would have worked if the performances weren't so, so solid and they really were all around. Um, we, we talked earlier about crying, which is maybe an odd thing to say about a comic book film, uh, not so much perhaps in this context, but anytime Angela Bassett was on screen, I wanted to just bawl.
1: Angela Bassett was a treasure in this film. She's so beautiful, so elegant, such a great performance. Um, She really is the heart of so much of this grief that we are talking about, right? And in many ways, she and Letitia Wright, surely, are the two halves of what grieving means. And the movie pulls that off so well because Letitia Wright also um, plays her character in such a fine particular way. I love the both of them so much in this film.
2: I mean, it's just like amazing, amazing top-notch stuff, right? Um I don't know, like say what you want about Letitia, right, and who she is in real life, but man, like she just brought like yeah. all of yeah. it to this movie, like so much firepower in a performance. Um, because even in the story, right, it's it it falls on her. Like the burden of Wakanda falls on Shuri. Um and she 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 doesn't bring side character energy to the role anymore. Like she steps up, she brings like everything that she needs to. Um, I don't think I've ever seen her act this good before. And and she really, really pushed the movie forward. Like I love Shuri. I, I love Shuri in this movie. She's
0: very complicated, right? In in this film. Um she's mm. a few different things. She's she's angry, she's reluctant, um, she's kind of unwilling to process her grief and and all of it comes through in a way that doesn't... See, all of those things, right, in and of themselves could grind the movie to a halt. It's The thing about grief is exactly that, right? It's very easy for everything to have come just grinding down and become super introspective and the film manages to be introspective and to bring up these things, but constantly while pushing things forward as well. And you're right, I think Letitia Wright does such a tremendous job of commanding the screen and really, you know, kind of owning it. Uh Danai Gurira and Lupita Nyong'o ah. were just also... Tremendous. I really, really enjoyed um, the characters that we had come to know from Black Panther. Um, it was such a pleasure watching them come around this time again because we've gotten to know them better and it also felt like the actors had really settled into their roles.
1: Oh, I loved Ana Agriera so much. I loved her in the first film. I loved her even more here. She gets some cracking action scenes. Lupita Nyong'o, I must say, wasn't my favourite in the first Black Panther, but I loved her so much in this. I think she uh, brought such a different energy to the story, espionage she, energy. Yeah, no, I loved it. I thought she was so good. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't have been able to imagine what a Black Panther without Chadwick Boseman could have been like. Um, these characters really blew me away. Can we talk about
2: Namor, though? <laughs> oh Namor? my god, because, dying like, to. Yes. Oh my god! Like, did anyone did anyone think that this guy was going to be this cool? or this rugged and this awesome just by looking at the posters in the trailer because he's so cool right like as a as a i don't know what you at the antagonist as an antagonist he is so so cool
0: did i maybe want him to win you know, did I maybe think <laughs> yeah. he had a point? <laughs> and that's nice. I, I think that we've, um again, to call back to like previous conversations that we've had about Marvel, the Marvel villain problem is a well-known, very deeply established problem. And I like the fact that they're not trying to constantly out Thanos Thanos anymore and that now we're allowed to have, I think antagonist is a good word, uh, we're allowed to have antagonists who come in with very complicated perspectives and they might, want to burn the world quite literally um, but they do so with good reason you can see their perspective
1: so you talked about how the quote unquote wokeness is a criticism that's being leveled at Marvel and Disney constantly yes Um, but in a case like a character, like a character like Namor, who did not have to be played by a Tenochwertha, who did not have to come from a deeply Latino culturally inspired uh, civilization that is so respectful and mindful of representing it. In the same way Wakanda is representative of African cultures, this is representative of uh, South American or Latino cultures. They didn't have to do any of those things. But the fact that they did, I loved how much depth it added to the character of right and he's so good at the role um he's i don't know um i think after loki and maybe after um killmonger or perhaps on par with the both of them he's probably my favorite marvel villain
2: i i I think he is too um but i you know if you remove all of that stuff right even if you take away all of that they made a guy with tiny ankle wings look cool (laughs) on screen like he literally, like he flies with ankle wings, like tiny wings on his ankles. And and it shouldn't, it's goofy. It shouldn't look that good, but he made it work. Like in some way, the body language, the physicality, he made all of that work. And also, I, I know comic book fans hate to hear this, but... I like the live action design of Namor more than the comic book version. I've always felt like the comic book version is a bit bland and one dimensional. They gave him so much story and they gave him so much reason to exist. And you just, you don't want to see him or his people show up. Um, in any scene, because you know that that it's trouble, and you know it, it, it is such a presence for themselves.
0: He owned everything, right? Just he he owned mm. like every part of it: the the ankle wings, the, the weird the tiny shorts, the tiny shorts, the <laughs> weird ability to zoom around places, um, all of that, plus the ability to tell his character's story. And he has a fair amount of just like sitting there and going, listen, and then you know, we, we have to like follow his journey. And he does it with such straight up charisma. I, I can't wait to see more of Tenoch Huerta, really. I, I just thought he was so very good. I, I have a small thing, though. When will we ever figure out underwater people? Because, <laughs> so no, here's the thing. So Aquaman, water's like oxygen, right? They just move around like, lighter than light there's no weight to them whatsoever here though they're talking slowly through (laughs) bubbles and you know like very slowly approaching things without the orca they'd be really
1: slow and when are we gonna have a happy middle ground maybe it just bothers me I don't know they need to learn from the animated little mermaid nobody seems to have Ah. animated little mermaid has the best underwater people moving she moves properly but she still looks like she's swimming while accounting for water Yeah. yeah
2: I mean, they, they figured this out in 99 with uh, The Phantom Menace. Jaja Binks, <laughs> Otogunga, you know, those those underwater people had it all figured out. They moved well, they swam well, they how spoke well. How did you find
0: a way to do this? Were you planning this? <laughs> we like, didn't set this can up. can
2: I insert Jaja Binks into a review? I'm always thinking about Jaja Binks. I
0: know. That's the truth. I never thought Chadwick Boseman and Jaja Binks would share an episode, but this is apparently how we are honouring his legacy. So there you go. Um. All anyway...
1: Recommend, yes, we, we 100%. all 100%. I, I already cannot wait to rewatch it.
2: Definitely. Uh, watch it, watch it again, watch it a third time. It's got so much rewatchable quality. Like, it's such a good movie.
0: For me, wholeheartedly so. Uh, if you don't like superhero movies, just ignore the parts that are superhero y. I think that that's maybe the I best way to not go that about much, it. Actually. Yes. Yeah, of which they're not that much, but are weirdly intrusive. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. that's true.
0: Yeah, so maybe best to just ignore it. Um, we're talking today about Black Panther Wakanda Forever, the follow up to Black Panther, uh, directed by Ryan Kugler, starring so many people Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyongo, Dana Gurira, um, Angela Bassett. Winston Duke, Martin Freeman—we could just go on and on. Um, let us know: Have you watched it yet? Do you plan to? Did you like it? WhatsApp us zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, and tweet us at BFM Radio.
2: You have been listening
0: to a podcast